0: Hey, what's going on? Chip Close here, host of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast. This is a 10-episode arc that I've dubbed Rethinking Restaurants, trying to get you to think outside the box of how a restaurant runs, how a restaurant could operate in the future. Today, today's the big episode. This is episode number eight of these 10 episodes. It's all about technology. This is the one you've been waiting for, because I know when I talk about the future, you guys immediately think of technology. I I do it too. I can't help it. Technology has uh, fundamentally reshaped uh, our world, and I'm going to talk about how it will continue to reshape our industry. All of that on today's episode of Restaurant Strategy. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week, I leverage my two-plus decades in the industry to help you build that more profitable restaurant. I also work directly with restaurateurs from all over the world in my P3 Mastermind program. So this is a group coaching format geared towards independent operators who struggle with profitability. So you get a busy restaurant, you're generating revenue, you make a lot of hungry people happy, but you struggle to generate 20% profits every month, then we want to chat with you. That is what we do. You do that by setting up a free call with me or someone from my team. Go to our website, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Uh, Grab some time on the calendar and and we'll talk about you and your restaurant. You'll get to ask questions about our program. uh, Learn more about what it is we do and how we do it. And let's see, if you're a good fit. Again, you go to our website, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, are you frustrated with managing your catering and private events with pen and paper or outdated programs? Introducing Triple C, the catering sales and event management software built for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. With Triple Seat, you will increase revenue and efficiency all while streamlining your operations. Let Triple Seat be your catering and event management assistant. You can generate leads, create tailored BEOs, facilitate online discussions, obtain electronic signatures, process payments, and everything in between. Triple Seat literally has you covered. Elevate and simplify. Take your event management to the next level with Triple Seat so you can focus on what truly matters, providing unforgettable experiences for your clients. For more information, visit tripleseat.com slash restaurant strategy. That's tripleseat.com slash restaurant strategy. And yes, that link is also in the show notes. Now, technology is something that I love to talk about. It's something people hate to hear about. Technology is the future. You've got to use technology in your restaurants, blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. I'm going to talk about it, but not in the way maybe that you think I'm going to talk about it. When we talk about technology, what I am most interested in is how we create a a more efficient, more profitable restaurant, and how we utilize technology to actually create a better guest experience. Because I believe we can create better guest experiences than what we currently have. I'm going to explain what I mean. First, we have to agree that if people have a better time, if we create a better guest experience, They will want to come back. They will want to rave about the experience. If they come back, that will uh, generate more revenue, which ultimately will make us more profitable. So we are in complete alignment. And I do think technology is the only way forward. So now let's talk about technology. Technology has fundamentally changed our world over the last, let's call it 30 years with the dawn of the internet, at least the internet like we basically know it, everything has changed. And so when we talk about technology and restaurants are always the last one to the party, when we talk about technology, let's not talk about it like it's some awful evil thing. Yes, things change, yes, things are different, but I think the world we have now with technology is way better than the one we had 10, 20, 30 years ago with a couple of exceptions. I think the world generally is better now than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. So when we talk about technology, right, we have to talk about how it's upended huge industries, TV, movies, music, books, education, travel. These are huge industries that are wildly different. Think about when you used to book a vacation 30 years ago. You went to the travel agent. You went down to AAA, you got books and atlases and brochures. You went to the hotels that they told you to go to because that was the only ones that they knew. But now through review sites and the internet, we can look at pictures and videos and get people's testimonials about their experience. The democratization of criticism has fundamentally changed the travel industry to mention nothing about Airbnb, right? How we vacation. I'm just talking about how we figure out and book those vac- those vacations. Think of a world before Expedia, Priceline, and Orbitz. It's wildly different. Because those sites were able to aggregate dozens or hundreds of different hotels and airlines and put them all in front of you and then you make the decision. That's incredible. The travel industry is better now with technology than it was before technology. Look at TV. TV, we used to have a a couple of networks, and then we had cable. And now we've got all these streaming sites. We have more content. We have better content, and it's literally at our fingertips. We can watch what we want, where we want, when we want. We can start watching on our TV, And then we got to go pack up, go to the airport, get on a plane. We can continue watching on our iPad. That's incredible. The system we have now, the way we consume entertainment is better than it was 30 years ago. And let's not romanticize network TV that we all tuned in for cheers on a given night. Let's not romanticize things that weren't really better. It was cool that we all watched the same episode of Friends, and we could all show up the next day and talk about that episode of Friends, but it's not better. What we have now is better. When we look at education, the tools that are available now, the diversity of, uh, of, of education, how we learn, where we learn, when we learn, both synchronous and asynchronous platforms, that's incredible. I think of the industry that I that I'm in right now. I coach. I run a mastermind for restaurant owners. I used to work entirely with restaurant owners in the New York City area because I lived in New York City. Now, I work with uh, I work with people in 5 different countries. I work with over 120 restaurant owners spread across this country and four other countries. That is incredible. And I wouldn't have been able to do that. I wouldn't have been able to help most of them. Without the internet. What we have now is better than any other point. We used to go buy CDs. Now we got Spotify. I have all the CDs. That's incredible. Used to go to the bookstore. Now I get a Kindle and I can get all the books, any book I want whenever I want it. Yeah, and I like books too. I, I I don't do the Kindle as much. I like the romance of holding a book. I like putting books uh, books on my bookshelf and treating them like trophies. But the sheer vastness of knowledge, of education that I have access to on a Kindle or an iPad is incredible. The things I can learn on YouTube, the things I can learn on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, it's incredible. I can learn how to ski, I can learn how to program. I can figure out where I want a vacation. I can basically be there without being there. So I can figure out whether I want to go there. That's incredible. The world is a wildly different place. And there are two things that sprout from this. Number one, we have to acknowledge that and we have to go with it. And then the other part is that it's okay if we rub against that a little bit. If the whole world is going one way and we say, well, but I think there's some part of your life where you want to go the other way, meaning everything's digital, super fast, you know, convenience-based, all of that. There's something inconvenient about going to a restaurant and, and just thinking about the time, the sheer time it takes to go through a restaurant experience. I think that's pretty cool, actually. But we can't ignore technology because here's the other thing is that. Consumer behavior then changes and their expectations change. I think five years from now, more than 50% of the restaurants, in this country at least, will have scrapped paper menus and will have some digital solution. Whether that's QR codes or NFC tags or tablets or... Touch screens or kiosks, I don't know. But I think some combination of that and probably things that we don't even know yet, I think is coming. We talked about pricing a couple of episodes ago, and I was talking about dynamic pricing. Dynamic pricing is coming. It has been good for the hotel industry, it has been good for theater, it has been good for movies, it has been good for airlines. We have the same thing. We have an expiring inventory. Once we start the service on Thursday night, yeah, we might get some last-minute walk-ins or whatever. But by 10, 11 o'clock at night, everyone who's going to eat dinner that night has already eaten dinner. Any empty seats, we cannot capitalize on. Dynamic pricing, for example, is one way to fill empty seats. Broadway theaters did this years ago with the TKTS booth. If you've ever been to New York city and times square, there's a booth where people wait, thousands of people wait in line for half price tickets day of any unsold tickets to a show, go there and they sell them for half price. That's cool because the Broadway theaters learned, I don't know, 35 years ago, 40 years ago that if the show goes off, it's a, it's a thousand seat theater and there's only 800 people in the theater. There's, it would be better to make half price on those 200 seats than zero on 200 seats. So there are things like that that are coming. When we talk about technology, and I I said this a few minutes ago, I'm really interested in the intersection of hospitality and tech. But it bears mentioning that I think something really interesting is happening in the restaurant industry. And we call it the hospitality industry, but I don't think it necessarily is. It's the food service industry. We are providing food for people. Sometimes we also provide hospitality, but I think as we move forward, that's not necessarily going to be a a prerequisite or or a requirement on the guest perspective. I think all dining out, at least over the next little while, over the next 20 or 30 years, is going to fall into one of two categories convenience or experience. That we're going because we want it because it's fast, because it's uh, nearby. Or because it's something we can't get anywhere else. And I think for the most part, things are going to fall into one of those two categories. So do I expect, you know, let's be really clear. When we talk about McDonald's, am I after hospitality? I'm not. No, I'm not. Which is why when McDonald's doubled down on their kiosks, it was so compelling. Because what they were trying to do is feed as many people as quickly as possible as efficiently, as effortlessly as possible. So the cashier was an impediment there because it was a very flat, transactional, grumpy, oftentimes grumpy interaction. So we say, okay, is the cashier really improving the guest experience here? The answer overwhelmingly, most times, nine out of 10 times was no. He was merely transactional. So the McDonald's folks said, Is there some way we can improve the guest experience? And you know what? The big, beautiful, bright, fun kiosks are more fun to use. It's a better experience to use them than talking to a grumpy, overworked cashier. Something interesting that happened with the McDonald's case study is when they introduced the kiosks, it then freed up a bunch of their cashiers to actually do more interesting work. They had people out by the kiosks uh, offering to help them. They had uh, people going around the dining room to clean up trash and mop and and wipe down tables. And they had time to talk with guests and actually engage with them and be human. So really the the power there, one of my key takeaways is that by introducing computers, the kiosk to the interaction, we let the computers do that transactional piece and we freed up our people to do what only the people can do. The kiosk, at least not yet, can't uh, engage us in conversation, can't talk about the Yankees game the night before. But a person, a human being, who's just sweeping up some garbage, they can make conversation. They can play peekaboo with the little baby sitting there. They can talk to the guy in the Yankees hat and talk to, uh, talk about the game the night before. Kiosk, at least as of yet, isn't so good at that, but human beings are really good at that. We just got to free them up so that they can do that and make sure that they know we want them to do that. So what I'm really interested in when we talk about technology is the ability to be more efficient, more profitable, and more human. We let the computers do the things that computers can do well, So free up the people to do the things that only people can do. And that's pretty much my barometer for all technology, especially when it comes to restaurant tech. It has to help us do our job better, which means generate more revenue or make the guest happier, make them them a better experience. Or it's got to free us up to be able to do things that we need to do. Again, like making small talk, making a joke, talking about the game the night before. When we introduce table ordering in certain restaurants, whether that's QR codes, tablets, kiosks, some sort of solution there, then we free up our servers to spend more time at the table, to get to that first approach quicker, to spend more time guiding people through the menu, to spend more time answering questions and make recommendations. It frees them up to be there to anticipate their needs Get them another drink before they realize they need one. To offer another side dish, to bring some more salad dressing, to clean up the detritus that's on the table so that their tables aren't so cluttered. When I go to most restaurants, and nobody knows who I am, right? Nobody knows. When I go to restaurants, nobody knows that I have this podcast or that I work with, you know, 100-plus restaurants all over the country. They don't know, and they don't care. Time and time and time and time again, all I do is see people that aren't doing their job as well as they could. Partially because they don't have the time to do it. Partially because they're not taught and, and, and invited to do it. But when we talk about the romance of the waiter, let's say, we lose sight of the fact that most waiters don't like what they're doing, aren't trained properly, don't do their job very well, and aren't interested in doing their job well that drives me crazy and partially cuz i was a waiter for many many years and then i would train waiters and manage waiters for many many years but most of the time my experience i don't know i'd be fine with a qr code give me a really beautiful tablet i was looking at somebody who's working on basically a, a tabletop like a digital tabletop that when you sit down turns into your menu so it's almost as if you got your like you're at like the diner or the pancake house where the menu is written on your placemat so the menu is actually like on a digital screen that's in the table and the touch screen. And then when you order, it basically disappears and it like turns dark or turns into a picture. Or for the kids, it would turn into a series of games. They could play tic-tac-toe. They could color. I was previewing that and it was absolutely brilliant. And I'm sorry, at a place like Chili's or Applebee's, it's better than what exists there now. It's just better. It engages the kids. It's more fun for the adults. It's easy to turn the screen back on and reorder another drink. It's better. I don't need somebody explaining to me the Applebee's menu. It's fried chicken. It's riblets. It's a burger. It's a steak. It's salmon. It's a salad. I get it. Nobody's confused about the Applebee's menu, to their credit. The only reason we have waiters right now is because that's what we've had because 250 years ago when restaurants were created, there was no technology solution that would allow the guest in the dining room to communicate with the chef in the back. So we needed an intermediary, someone to act as a go-between. But now all of us have devices in our pockets and this technology is relatively cheap that we can put on the table or embed in the table. It's just very easy to do it. And I challenge us to rethink the role of the waiter. I challenge us to rethink how a restaurant operates. We don't need to be greeted by a waiter. We don't need to have a waiter take our order and bring our drinks and have a waiter check in on us and have a waiter clear our stuff and drop the check. We don't need that. That's what we have now. Those are the steps of service in a full-service restaurant. But let's be absolutely clear. We don't need it. And especially when we've got this labor problem, we can't find good people. They're very expensive when we do find them. It's very hard to keep them. I'd rather overpay a couple of people who are dedicated to us. So instead of having 10 people on the floor, we only need four or five because we have technology solutions. And those are four or five people who love what we do and really wanna be here. And I wanna support them. And I wanna let them be the best they can be on the floor. And I think them taking orders and plugging orders into a computer isn't the best they can do, the best they can be. I think we can allow them to be better. Again, I think in the last two weeks, I've been in six restaurants. All of them forgettable, now nothing fancy, sort of casual or upscale casual, all of them forgettable. None of them had service that was memorable. Not a single moment, not a flourish to take nothing away from the experiences, but it was just fine. So I challenge us to rethink how we serve a table and how we utilize technology to do that. Now, we've talked about the business model. We've talked about the service model. We've talked about the customer journey. Technology is the solution to all of those. How do we get to know our people better? How do we keep in better contact with our people in a scalable way? Because having a manager call hundreds of people or thousands of people every week doesn't scale, but technology can allow that to scale. We just simply have to say, "Hey, I think we have, I think we can do a better job of keeping in touch with our people. I don't think we know our people very well. I think we owe it to them to keep in better contact." So as we move forward, I would strongly urge you to continue looking. For technology solutions not the solutions they want to sell you but the ones that will solve the problems you know you have it starts by asking the question what problem do I have what can I do better what's inefficient what's ineffective what is too expensive come up with that and go to a trade show and find your partner figure that out and start googling and set up demos figure that out, send me an email. I will will point you in the direction of people I know that are doing things. The future is technology. Nobody goes to a bank teller anymore unless they have to. They go to the automated teller machine, the ATM. It is a kiosk. When you pump your gas, unless you're in the state of New Jersey, if you pump your gas, you're dealing with not a person, but with a kiosk. Put in your card, you tell them what one you want, and you pump your gas. It's a kiosk. When you go to the airline, when you go to the airport, you don't wait in the long line to check your, to talk to somebody and check in, and get your boarding pass and check your bags. Your boarding pass is on your phone. Technology, it's better. We don't need paper. We don't need to lose it. We don't need to waste the trees. We get our boarding pass on our phone. We check in at the kiosk. We're more than capable of doing that on our own. We print out the bag tag, we put it on there, and we drop it on the conveyor belt. We are more than capable of doing that. It's not that hard. It saves tons of time, and it allows them to keep the prices down on the airlines. In so many different parts of our lives, we use technology solutions, and we don't think twice about it. The dynamic pricing that exists on the back end when you book your hotel room or your airline The way you learn new things. How do I fix a toilet that won't stop running? That's on YouTube. You Google, how do I fix a toilet that won't stop running? You'll find thousands of videos. How do I create a PNG file in Photoshop? You'll find thousands of files. Like that's incredible. The democratization of education. Little stuff that you otherwise wouldn't have known how to do. All I'm simply saying is that restaurants have to keep coming forward. And mostly over the last three years, the technology we've gotten is meant to help us in the current structure. But I think in order for us to move into the 21st century and be a really profitable business again, I think we have to rethink the structure. And I think technology is the thing that will allow us to invent a new structure for how a restaurant runs. So not quite perhaps the the conversation about technology Uh, that you thought we were gonna have, but that's the one that I wanted to have. When we talk about rethinking restaurants, it's about thinking outside the box. How else could a restaurant run? We know the unprofitable way it currently runs. Is there a more profitable way it can run? So 20, 30, 40, 50% profits are possible. It is, I promise you, it is. In any event, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys being here each and every week. Hope you get something out of this show. Hope you've been getting something out of this uh, stretch of episodes. This is something I've wanted to do for a while, and um, hopefully I'm getting you to think um, think outside the box and, and think beyond what you've uh, what you've always imagined this industry had to be. Uh, again, my name is Chip Close. I'm the host, the founder of Restaurant Strategy. I appreciate you guys being here, and I will see you next time.